0: It's easy to put, you know, the buzzwords on a resume, It's right. Easy to say, Hey, I've got experience in this, that or the other, but it's harder for you to really dig in and read in between those lines and kind of find things that showcase grit, things that showcase, you know, they're, they're motivated, whether it be by money or by, you know, achievements, right? Right. And so using these tools, it just helps us, you know, kind of figure that out. And then when we hop on that call with them, we know we kind of are a little bit more prepped on who we're speaking to and what we can expect.
1: Awesome. All right. So, Sebastian, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, your background and how you got into the talent acquisition field? Yeah, absolutely. So I started in sales,
0: um, kind of the old salesman turned recruiter. Gotcha. Um, I've always loved talking to people. I think, you know, when I look back, even as a young age, I remember getting in trouble for selling rubber bands in school. (laughs) I was always trying to find a way to, you know, interact with people. Um, But yeah, so I started in sales and then I quickly realized I was really good at connecting with individuals, Mm -hmm. um, whether it was for a sale or just getting to know them. Right. Um, And then I slowly transitioned into insurance sales. Um, which is a little bit harder, one of the harder sales out there. I would imagine. Um, But I really enjoyed the challenge of kind of getting past somebody. Um, We had to get past like the front desk or, you know, the executive assistant to get to that go-to person, right? Right. So that we could get the leads and kind of get it flowing. And so I did a really good job initially kind of getting through that gatekeeper is what we called it. Um, And so after about a couple months, Mm -hmm. my boss tapped me on the shoulder and she was the VP of the company and was like, hey, Have you ever thought about recruiting and and what that might look like? Right. Um, And and I was always interested in it. I had done some, you know, when I ran businesses for myself Mm -hmm. or when I was in college, you know, for the fraternity, I've always kind of been in a recruiting type of environment. And that's really what sales was at the end of the day. Um, So I said, all right, you know, let me think about it just because I'd be giving up my book of business. Gotcha. Um, And I was a little hesitant to do that because I had worked so hard to kind of, you know, find what I had already achieved. Yeah, it makes sense. I quickly was like, you know what? The end goal is to get into that glass office at some point. I want to be part of the corporate side of things. And so um, I quickly was like, you know, let's do it. Um, So I quickly learned a lot about recruiting. It was very easy just because I did the role that I was recruiting for, Mm -hmm. which made it a little bit easier to kind of sell the role, right? Um, And so I grew grew very fast in that role. I was able to grow the team. We Mm -hmm. went from a team of maybe three, four recruiters to about 20 recruiters. Um, And it became just a mean green, you know, machine where we were just chucking away. Awesome. Um, And so from there, I I saw a job opening Mm -hmm. um, and and I just kept applying and I started becoming a recruiting manager, then became a director of recruiting. And so I really just learned a lot along the way. Um, But it all started in sales.
1: Awesome. And how did that lead you to TouchSuite?
0: Yeah. So I, most of my family had relocated back to Florida. Okay. Um, I was still in Dallas, Texas. Mm -hmm. And so I was ready to kind of maybe get closer to family, but not too close. (laughs) Um, So they all moved to uh, Tampa and Orlando. Right. Um, I started looking around and kind of putting some feelers out there. I gave myself some time to kind of see, you know, what is out there. Okay. And then I came across a job in Boca Raton um, and I looked it up. And at the time, I think it was like 17 degrees in Dallas. And I was like, come on, I gotta get out of this cold weather. I don't want to be here next year. Um, and I applied to this job in Boca Raton. And crazy story within like two weeks, I ended up getting it. Right. Packed all my stuff. And in about a week, I moved all the way down to Boca. Wow.
1: <laughs> nice trip to get down here. Yeah. Definitely long, better weather.
0: 20 hours, I think, is what it was. Right. And haul
1: much better weather. Much better weather. Right. <laughs> so recruiting seems to be in a constant state of change, like a lot yeah. of other divisions um, what have you seen as the most significant changes and what advice would you offer to viewers or listeners to find the most Uh, appropriate candidates for their teams
0: yeah I think you really have to dig in a little bit more okay um you know just because there's so many job boards out there there's just so many avenues for people to apply Mm -hmm. it can get kind of just oversaturated and so you really have to dig in and kind of understand really read in between the lines get to know the candidates Mm -hmm. and use you know the technology to filter maybe what you're looking for um, that's going to be the biggest key, whether it's from you know a company standpoint looking to find talent for themselves or from a, a candidate standpoint where they're trying to find a company that is the best fit for them. Right. You know, really utilize those tools to make sure you're doing a refined search on what really makes the most sense because it's very easy to kind of just get overwhelmed. I mean, sure. if you just quickly type in a role, you're going to find, I mean, over a hundred roles. I mean, you'll be there all day trying to find out which is the best one.
1: Right. So. Uh, in what ways has the rise of virtual interviews and assessments changed the hiring landscape overall? I mean, it's been, it's been great. I mean, I think it's more efficient. You're,
0: there's shorter turnaround times because you're able to get a lot more done. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you're applying for a role like me, where it's over, you know, a couple States over, or it's, you know, in the same city, it just, right. it allows us to kind of, again, kind of cast a wider net. We can get more done. If you, you know, are not currently employed i mean that is you can knock out three or four interviews in one day right right? and so it's a huge benefit i think it's only helped us really
1: are there challenges um with doing it that way as well and kind of increasing the technology that way
0: absolutely i think it's a two-way street right it kind of forces both parties to put their best foot forward and Mm -hmm. their best face forward right? right i think for a while we I mean, same thing when you applied for colleges. It was very easy to just kind of lose sight of everything because you just had a paper representing you, right? right? Now you're jumping into these interviews where it's virtual. You've got to maybe, you know, at least from the top up, you know, have the suit up or whatever right. it is. You know, you can wear the, the pajama pants underneath. But <laughs> you really have to make sure that you're presenting your best foot forward, whether it's presentation, whether it's, you know, the knowledge that you have. You can't just rely on that piece of paper anymore.
1: Uh, it's kind of sticking with the change in technology over yeah. the years. Um, what impact do you feel like the online job platforms and digital job boards had on the traditional recruiting methods? Yeah.
0: So I think the traditional recruiting methods, it helped in terms of you being able to pinpoint what industry you're looking for. Okay. Right, because there's def- there's different job boards based off industry. If you're more techie, if you're more, you know, I'd say like artsy, there's a lot of different ways for you to market yourself and your skills. So right. I think that was a huge benefit on the traditional ways, but now it's kind of merged, right? Okay. So you are helping yourself in some ways, but it's also a little challenging because it can be oversaturated. For example, if you post a role as a recruiter, mm-hmm. um, that's pretty common. Like let's say an account executive role or a customer service role. I mean, I'm getting about 300 applicants you know, at any given time. Oh, wow. So how do you filter that down, right? I mean, obviously you want to go through the majority of them, Mm -hmm. but there's ways to kind of get it to exactly what you need, whether it's the industry um, or or what makes the most sense for the hiring manager.
1: Gotcha. And how has social media transformed the recruiting strategies, uh, especially in reaching passive candidates? Yeah. Oh, it's fun. You get to sneak up
0: on them, you know, you get to (laughs) do a little uh, surprise, you know, on them. I think it's because... Traditionally, you're not actively looking when you're on social media, right? right? You're you're either checking it up on your friends, you're shopping, you're seeing, you know, funny videos, and then you start saying, "Oh, these people look really happy. What are they doing? Right. Oh, what job is this? Mm-hmm. You know." And aside from You know, looking at what you're doing now, the the whole theory of the grass is greener on the other side, sometimes it can be, Mm -hmm. you know, and when you're just aimlessly, you know, scrolling through your phone and you see these little reminders that there is something else out there, right, then that starts to get their brain thinking, you know, hey, maybe I should look into maybe not so much that company, Mm -hmm. but just that industry or maybe another job. So the social media helps because I think for a while, you know, our parents need just to be not necessarily complacent, but be happy with what we've got, right, where we're at. Mm -hmm. But some of the best ways. To not only increase salary but also knowledge is for you to jump around and sometimes put yourself in uncomfortable situations or new situations. Absolutely. Um, and so we always try to find as a recruiter candidates that have that drive, you know, that want to learn more, that are resourceful. And so social media just allows you to kind of do all of that, you know, and kind of see what else is out
1: there and, and cater to your skill set. Because social media um, is generally kind of everybody putting their best face forward, as you said, or what- From a
0: company standpoint and from a candidate standpoint. So
1: because of that, and because people are always putting out there, and the company as well, maybe not necessarily how things actually are, but how they want people to see it as. How do you kind of filter that? Of course. Um, What is real and what is just really there for social media. So
0: that's a great point. I think you can sometimes lose track of what you're really focused on because Mm -hmm. they'll throw all the bells and whistles at you, right? Right. Especially, you know, some of these new startups where they've got a lot of neat, cool things, right? I think it's important for you to really dig in and try to speak to as many people as possible. Okay. Um, You know, really try to dig in if they've got a robust recruiting process where there's like three or four Individuals that you're meeting with you Mm -hmm. don't want to just meet with one and get an offer that should be a red flag for you
1: Absolutely, right?
0: I think um, you'll see some companies now share like a phone list of people that work there so you can reach out to them and kind of see, you know, what their days looks like. Are they genuinely happy? Right. Um, So there's a lot of new things that are out there. But don't be afraid as a candidate to reach out and dig in a little bit further. I mean, it's it's kind of like a marriage, right? You're basically got to jump into this. So you (laughs) need to make sure it's a two way street that you're not only interviewing them, but they're also interviewing
1: you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Kind of going to the next level of yeah. technology, kind of where we are today, um, the technolo- technological advancements in AI. Yeah. How has that affected the recruiting process as well? well? Yeah, I
0: mean, it's it's been huge. I think going back to traditional ways where we use bullions, now we've got AI to help us from a candidate viewpoint, you can see which jobs make the most sense in your area, mm-hmm. for you, which which skill sets. You can analyze a job description and compare it to your resume to see right. if there's a good match, right? Mm-hmm. Um, from a recruiting standpoint, there's just so many ways for us to kind of narrow down our search um, and also find things that maybe we wouldn't have found before. Um, you know, Booleans were great, but it was, a, it was very picky, right? right? It was if and not only this, this way, you can literally just type in a sentence and say, hey, help me find someone who's got this exact experience. Right. And it helps, you know, bring in some candidates. So Amazing. It's, it's huge. It's, it's only going to improve um, from a application standpoint, mm-hmm. but also from, you know, a process standpoint and how we're using it.
1: It must streamline the process quite a oh, bit. Oh, big time. Uh, and so how does a company like TouchSuite leverage um, the data analytics and recruiting to make a more informed hiring decision? I'm yeah. sure you're getting a lot more information now like you just – you know, Absolutely. mentioned from AI. So, how are you able to kind of use that those analytics?
0: I think we use it in a numerous different ways. I think the biggest way is trying to find out who is coming in with those intangibles, okay. right? Um, it's easy to put you know the buzzwords on a resume. It's right. Easy to say, hey, I've got experience in this, that, or the other. But it's harder for you to really dig in and read in between those lines and kind of find things that showcase grit, things that showcase you know, they're they're motivated, whether it be by money or by, you know, achievements, right? Right. And so using these tools, it just helps us, you know, kind of figure that out. And then when we hop on that call with them, we know we kind of are a little bit more prepped on who we're speaking to and what we can expect versus, you know, just kind of hopping on the phone and then finding out it's, there's not a fit and you feel bad, right? You don't right. want to waste their time and they don't want to waste your time. So I think there's a, it's more efficient, like you said, but it, it also just helps us. I think from both perspectives
1: right um so obviously in the modern world yeah thank god there is a a much bigger focus on diversity um in every facet and of course employment is a huge part of that absolutely so what kind of challenges do you feel like organizations now are facing in maintaining a really fair and unbiased recruiting process um when implementing that ai into hiring specifically that's got to have some sort of an effect
0: of course i think you're going to start noticing, you know, that it is being used because you're moving quicker through the pipeline. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to be up to the companies to really kind of prioritize having in-house recruiters um, yeah. for them to really understand who they're bringing onto the team. Mm-hmm. When you kind of overlook that personal touch and you only focus on the data, it's great, right? Right. But there are some some cons to it, some negative sides to it. You're not getting that human touch. So we could bring in the great person who has all the, the accreditations that we're looking for. Right. But they may just not be a culture fit and both perspectives just may not be happy. Right. And so I think it's really important to have those in-house recruiters or kind of how we talked about earlier, multiple people, multiple rounds that you're meeting with to get a feel for the company. Right. But also to kind of know what you're you're jumping into. Mm -hmm. Right. If you're only going through a fully automated, you know, recruiting process, you're not going to, you're going to miss all of those things. It's very easy to kind of use smoke and mirrors with the technology and say, oh, everything's great, take this assessment, we'll move you on to the next, right? Right. No, slow it down, like really inform yourself as you're, you're learning about the company mm-hmm. and, and take your time to kind of figure out who all is working there. Mm-hmm. So try to separate yourself from that technological standpoint right? and kind of see, hey, is, are they human at the end of the day? Hey, right? Because that's who you're going to be working for. You're absolutely. not working for the AI. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs>
1: sure. Um, so we're talking about all these advancements, we're talking about kind of where things were and where they are now. Um, so the best you can, look into yeah. your crystal ball a little bit. Um, any thoughts on what the next big changes in recruiting might be? I think you're going to see a
0: huge push towards benefits. Okay. Um, a lot of companies are moving back towards in-office. You'll mm-hmm. see that now. Um, COVID's kind of, it's still around, but it's not right. as, as predominant as it used to be. Mm. And so companies are now moving back in-office. You're seeing that because of that, they're having to counteract you know, the gas or the commute. And so you're right. going to see things like... You know, food, or you know, better PTO um, benefits. So mm-hmm. you'll see some some shifts there. You'll also see a shift more towards. Um, Companies trying to create more camaraderie within office. Okay. Right. Because you, you're going to see more inclusivity. I think there's a DEI, huge push towards a lot of retail companies, but mm-hmm. now you're going to see that more towards corporate companies. Right. To encourage people, hey, we've got a great culture. We want you to come in office. You know, we want you to be successful in here. Um, not to say they're not successful at home, right? Right. You're still going to see some hybrid options here and there, mm-hmm. um, but you're going to start seeing
1: more people kind of pushing more back in office. Gotcha, gotcha. So, and so with that um, kind of If people are going back into the office you know one thing that became seemed to come a very important thing during covid when people were spending more time at home and as they started to adjust to getting back out there and working remotely or however it worked um it seems like work-life balance became a very very important issue yeah um so how are we going to be able to kind of maintain that as everybody starts to kind of go back into the office working is there a way to kind of do that i think before
0: covid we had this you know thought of work-life strategy, right? Right. It was very big on you kind of prioritizing certain things based on the priority, right? right? But now we're seeing it after COVID where people were at home and they were able to kind of have that work-life balance where they could, you know, have their cake and eat it too, as right, they say, sure. right? And so you're going to see, we talk about a push in office, mm-hmm. but it's more flexible. Understood. You're going to see companies saying, hey, you know, take your doctor appointment, doctor's appointments. You know, if you have something going on, handle that. Um, but you are going to see them wanting to have you more inside the office. So th- the balance is definitely still going to be there, mm-hmm. but I think it's going to be up to us as the candidates to vocalize that during the interview process to make sure that you know what you're walking into you don't want to kind of just agree to everything and then you know accept the job and then realize hey i've just sacrificed that because at the end of the day if you're not
1: happy it's going to reflect on your work
0: absolutely i think it's big on you kind of figuring out what that balance looks like before you start applying for a role
1: understood well sebastian thank you very much for your time and hopefully (laughs) we
0: get to talk again soon absolutely have a great day